Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself Pete here and got Dixon with us doing another free game series. Oh my god. Also, I have like a, like a slight hope that we can change a little bit of the rules. <laughs> yeah, so we'll definitely get into the three game series that we did this time. Uh, we did a little break. We actually did a deep dive onto uh, Levy 2, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, especially every time Sam said, Hey, you just got a horse around. I, I laughed every time he said that. So check out that Levy 2 episode. It was really good. But the three game episode or three game series that we did this time was actually Barbaros versus Cooper. So. It was just mutual, just going to be bloody destruction, I, I felt, from the get-go. Yep, yep. It was two quick games. We didn't even get to finish the third one because it was just, like, so bloody and brutal in the first two that I was like, please, please no more. Yeah, and it, I think that's going to be the interesting part of this is just kind of di- discussing the nuance of the of the matchup because there is a lot of... There's a lot of ways you could play both crews, and I think that'll dictate how this matchup goes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting as we kind of discuss it. Yeah, make sure that you guys are supporting the podcast. You guys can do that by checking out our content. We put stuff out on Twitter. We have the Discord page where we have discussions and things, updates about the podcast. Have the YouTube channel, which we are posting the first usually battle that we do between me and Dixon with these three-game series. Plus, we do random games. I just had a game with Maeve where we just bashed out a random game. So that was a lot of fun. And you can watch it. You can see some of the stupid tactics that Dixon and I do. Uh, You you can see how we like to punch things in the face. And then finally, uh, yeah, you you can just comment and let us know. We actually had somebody comment and give us a cool, uh, basically something we didn't notice. We, We forgot that when a model takes the hit, you basically don't get a lot of the effects of the model that takes the hit. So with the Gwisten having Vengeance too, if it takes the hit, you don't actually get the Vengeance 2 effect because they took the hit. So, but uh, yeah, check that out. Definitely, if you want to support us directly, you can do that at patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us for as little as a dollar. We love our patrons. They they support us and do a great job uh, with consuming that rage and that content. And then finally, if you just don't want to become a patron, but you want to maybe help us out a little bit, Weird gave us an affiliation link where you can support us directly that way as well where weird not only kind of rewards us for people using the link, but it lets us kind of get random stuff to do giveaways and things like that. So you can support us that way by give us your money, please. Thank you. Dash weird.com slash rage quit wire where you can support us by just buying, buying the normal nerd stuff you're going to buy. So uh, something I did in the last episode is I don't just put that link, but I also put links for, the boxes of stuff we talk about. So for example, in the show notes for this, you'll see links in there for Barbaro stuff. You'll see links in there for uh, Cooper stuff. So definitely check it out. 
in the in the comments or in the uh, show notes, I should say. But we'll get into this thing. And there have been people using that affiliation link, and I do appreciate it uh, because, like I said, it's not a lot, but it does help us kind of give random goodies to people. It helps us do that more. So we'll go ahead and get into this thing. We're going to start talking about Barbaros versus Cooper. So this just, if you haven't played against the Nephilim Barbaros led, which I have started to play more and I have played in the past. And if you haven't played against Cooper, it's basically just a lot of violence. It's, you know, a lot of Nephilim coming in to punch you. It's a lot of black blood. It's a lot of Cooper shooting stuff with his big gun or Cooper obeying monsters to go attack, uh, attack out of activation, which is awesome. So it, it was going to be a bloody affair no matter what pools we did. And all three games definitely, definitely showed that. So the first game that we did is we did Covert Ops and we did it into, uh, that was Corner. So we did Leave Your Mark, Catch and Release, Assassinate, Sabotage, and Load Them Up. And looking at this pool, I thought I was going to have a bigger advantage because I assumed Cooper was going to be slow and not have as many opportunities as he did. I was not pleasantly surprised to see that Cooper actually can be pretty mobile <laughs> and you can push him around and drag him around to get better shots. This is also the game that I, I um, raged uh, because I failed to do two things that were huge. It cost me the game. One of yeah. them was I shot you with a focus shot that was like measured to hit you for at least half your life and you prevented, I think it was four from the red joker that you flipped for the fence and the armor, something stupid like that. Because I hit you for seven, and you were like, flip prevention, red joker, get effed. Yeah, there, I, and I think that, honestly, part of playing Nephilim in general is just, some of it is getting lucky, because you do have a lot of attacks, and you do have, you know, only so many ways to reduce or, or take care of damage. And there were several flips in in the games where it was like, I flipped either mod or severe to reduce damage and would only take like two or take one, especially on Barbaros. Yeah. This game specifically, it was you were targeting Barbaros right. mainly because Assassinate was in the table and he's pretty nah. juicy at only nine say, hit points. It, when Assassinate is on the pool, I agree with you that a little luck is necessary. But honestly, it it, it didn't feel like you, you needed luck, really. It was just so... Yeah, did an FLM get into melee with you? Yeah, well, you know, S FML, just FML. <laughs> you destroyed everything that you got into melee with, especially when you had like two actions. We'll talk about the list real quick that we brought before we get into some of these details. And yeah, this yeah. one, and this one, we won't go into all the specifics because you can actually. <laughs> this is one that's going to get edited up and probably will be out by the time this this gets released. Oh but, yeah. But, oh yeah, we did record that one. Let's see here. So you ended up taking Cooper with your three runaways, Model 9, Euler, and Artemis, an Imperium Eagle with the stupid can't-hit-me-upgrade. What is it called? Uh, flush with cash. Flush with cash. Yeah. And then you had Vernon Wells and Jin Bakara. Yes. So, so what were you trying to do with this list in general? So because it was corner deployment and there was a couple of options that I thought I was going to be able to achieve, uh, especially with Vernon and Wells, uh, honestly, that was a, a 
I picked it because I've seen it in this type of mission, and I assumed I was going to be able to play it, you know, well enough without ever playing it before. Mistakes were made. Uh, I should have picked something else, really, because it, it he what did he do in our game <laughs> other than get murdered? <laughs> but yeah, no, he has like a ridiculous amount of uh, movement, and and that was the point. I was just gonna try to threaten all four points in the middle because we were playing corners. We have four in the middle, and that's it. Yep, and then I ended up playing. Uh, let me get my list out real quick. I ended up taking Barbaros with the Hodgepodge Emissary with the upgrade to grow it up. I This is the game where I wanted to try some of the tech picks that you generally get from um, you just get from bringing with these new models that came out with Castor. Oh, so yeah. uh, the Hodgepodge the Effigy with the upgrade, yep. um, which turn three, he ends up becoming the Emissary. An Urnbearer, Atherak, Mature Nephilim with Soldier for Hire because that is dirty in Outcasts on a Mature. Uh, and then I brought Gwil and a Cavern Nephilim. So my goal with this list was generally to just try the new stuff. And I was actually happy I did because Atherak with his Wardstones really helped out in a lot of the stopping you from positioning to shoot me. So that was really good because it allowed me not just to use the clouds for concealing and dense, but it also allowed me to block off other areas where really you had to kind of really swing Cooper to a, an extreme angle just to get a shot on a target. Vassal maps are notoriously good at blocking line of sight. There was a lot of blocking line of sight. And then on top of that, Atherac putting out the little wardstones made it even just insanely harder. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me know. <laughs> so, yeah, just to share with Loki Bree, because he wasn't here when we first uh, when we first did this. So game one, which was into corner covert op with leave your mark, catch and release, assassinate, sabotage and load them up. So Dixon ended up taking Cooper. He did bring the three runaways this game with model nine, Euler, Artemis uh, and Eagle with the stupid upgrade that. Yeah, it's stupid. And then Vernon and Wells and Jin Bakara. And then I took Barbaros with the Hodgepodge, Effigy with the upgrade, Urnbearer, Atherak, Mature with Soldiers for Hire, Gwil, and a Cavern. Yep. So as we were kind of getting in the middle of this game, so things were starting to get interesting. I was using, I tell you what, though, this game definitely made me appreciate Atherak because, man, those. Those wardstones are pretty baller for Nephilim trying to not get shot. Yep. You got a taste of it whenever I was playing against you with uh, Mustak Rakish. But yeah. holy shit. Like being on the other side of the table, I was like, yep, yep, this uh, this feels very familiar. Yeah, and we said in the in the battle report on YouTube that will drop here soon. But the fact that it, especially with Nakima. This is not only going to help her hopefully stay alive, mm -hmm. but it's also going to help put more corpses down, especially for the broodmother version. That's huge. But in Barbaros, it felt great too. Just the fact that it was helping keep me up. And then also on Ancient Words, that reward, the loyal trigger is pretty sweet. Yep, yep. Also, I'm trying to figure out if he is going to overtake um, Reinhardt. Reinhardt, I think it's called. I forget his name. Uh, he's the henchman for for Nekima because this one has double utility. He he blocks the side, so allows your mature to actually have an easier time, you know, jumping into somebody. 
And on top of that, he drops corpses. So you can actually hire a young Nephilim and then have the young Nephilim just, you know, yeah. eventually turn into another mature if they kill one of your matures. Yeah, just the coincidental just drop a drop a corpse anywhere is just really good. Yeah, uh, and you don't have to bring the uh, what's the name of the enforcer guy? You brought him in second game. Oh, uh, it's Noxious Nephilim. Correct, correct. I think, in my opinion, he's better than the Noxious Nephilim at the got corpse. more utility. Uh, just utility, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so that was really good, and then we kind of really started getting into the mix here, and I think you especially i think that was what turn three it started getting a little interesting because you ended up taking assassinate which i right. which i did as well and you kept kind of teetering barbaros low but i had some really fortunate like uh stone reducible flips that made it where your shots weren't doing as much as they should you prevented over the course of the game i believe let's see three four ten ten damage because it was two severes and a red joker. Yeah, and not only that, but after once turn three started, you didn't kill the effigy, so it became an emissary. And then I was Which, able to activate and memento into Barbaros's activation. By the way, I honestly I thought that I planned it just well enough. If it wasn't because you, you know, prevention flips so high, yeah. then I would have it would have been better for me. Uh, I mean, it would have been better. Yeah, yeah, it would have been better for me for to go after Barbaros, which is, you know, what I did. But the short fire thing, I should have gone after the effigy and just taken it out, because yeah. after the effigy leveled up, Barbaros was basically immortal. Yeah, not like was, and not only that, I also got fortunate. I went with the, um, I believe it was the mature Nephilim went into Vernon and Wells and started tearing that up. And that caused Vernon Wells to die. And you started getting salty because you kind of forgot about foul mouth motivation. That. So uh, I remember like shuffling the deck and drawing my cards. And then immediately it was like I had the last activation. I could have just healed him. Because he has hard he to kill. Alive. Correct. Because you didn't have the necessary movement to be able to jump it and kill it in two shots. You needed, you need, I'm sorry, in one shot. You needed two shots to be able to yeah. kill it. Yeah. Yep. So you lost that kind of just because of that mistake. And then, um, which you were saying Vernon Wells is interesting because you've seen them do work and then you've seen them do nothing. Uh, I'm in, okay. So I have always seen them do well. Except for when you, except for when start. you played them. <laughs> this, this was the only time I've ever played them myself. And honestly, I thought that I was going to be able to figure it out mid game. I was like, it can't be that hard. I play first mate and finished. I play. Yeah. No, apparently there's like a rhythm that you have to have with them. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't hit it. Also, probably this was a bad pick for them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're just figuring out here. I am. I am. I was like, my second game with Apex asked me playing Apex. And I, I was trying to re replicate what I've seen other people do. I, you know, but my execution, you know how it is. It's bad until I get, you know, enough practice with it. Yeah, and I had um, catch and release and assassinate as well. So it was also funny on that turn because you started to punch Barbaros with Lord mm -hmm. Cooper because I finally got into you. And because you also lost, I think, I think you lost the dog that has I got your back. So I think you weren't able to pull him out. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was starting to pound India and 
you were getting frustrated, so you started swinging into Barbaros with your with your machete or whatever. Correct. And you missed two attacks, but I cheated down for you to win the last attack. Uh, you only cheated down once, yeah. but that was the moment that I knew that I, that you had uh, assassinate. assassinate. And I didn't have the soul stones to actually survive uh, that and not give you assassinate. So I was like, I'm not going to survive with stones anyway, so I guess I got to give him the point. Yeah, and it's just, it was interesting to kind of see, like, once you kind of get into the big gun, it really can be hard to get Cooper out of there because he can't disengage. So once he's in, he's in. Yeah, it was, uh, and yeah, Lokebri, I I literally talked about it with him. I was so upset that I forgot to do at least one intimidating roar to kick him out of combat yeah. at the end of the turn. I was just, like, out of it. We talked about it because um, we took a break. I don't know if... Uh, is the game out already? Did you... uh, it will be by the time this comes out. So, by the time you guys can see the game, there were so many moments that I was just so tilted that I was doing stupid mistakes, and it, it cost me the game, well, like, a, a thousand percent. And it was funny because turn four, we came back, and I started to dump into Cooper, and I'm like, "Oh, I can kill this dude." And I dumped, I think, four activate, four act, sorry, four activations into him. And then yes, when did. I got done with the final one, Dixon's like, "Well, why didn't you just, you know, shoot Barbaros with Ancient Words, and you could just ping the last two damage?" And I just flipped out. I was, I'm like, was "I'm not used to this Nephilim crap." I'm the, freak. <laughs> I, I started saying some strong things that I shouldn't say on the podcast, yeah. but I. It, yep. it flipped so quickly that we were both just so pissed in that game. Oh my god! I mean, I I got mad because I started, you know, I you lucky luck second into the prevention flips that save you and deny me the point, and I got mad after that for making one more mistake, and that was it. That was like I was just so yeah, tilted. I started making it's, like fifty mistakes, and it's funny because obviously we're both learning the cruise. I played Barbaros before, but um, I I did not prescribe to the damage myself to do auto damage as much. Um, so yeah, we were salty together and <laughs> I just, I'm not used to purposefully. I, so unless Hurt your own, well, unless there's an ability that says do a damage and heal one like pain transfer right. and stuff like that, I, I do connect that, but this is the game where it pissed me off enough where I won't forget now to that. Right. You just straight up smack your own dude and, and just do yep. low damage yep. to kill off something. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, there's so many ways because you can like fly over and just hurt yourself. Yeah, you can just, by dr- you can just drop Nephilim down. Yeah, it's it's the Nephilim have a history of sadism and masochism. Yeah, so it literally makes perfect sense for them to hurt each other. Yep. But yeah, that's a perfect. In my opinion, that's a perfect strategy and theme. Just smack each other around. So with what was on the board, though, we were able to suss out that it's like, okay, we're not playing this anymore. We're both pretty pissed off. Uh, Actually, we we got to the end of turn four at the very yeah. least, and we were like, okay, it's probably going to be five four for Barbaros because yep. we calculated it out. I you were starting to lose like some pretty bad models. Uh, right. You actually did. So even though it was five four, I scored uh, off of catch and release and assassinate and covert ops, and you were able to do leave your mark once, and then I we weren't sure if you were going to get assassinate. Right, but I did get three points off of the strategy, yeah. which is the reason why I got four points because once I calmed down, I was able to see the lines again, and then you know yep. try to figure it out. But yeah, me being upset because I if I had been 
in my head still fine. I could have pushed uh, my master out and then take a shot of the mature. Yeah. Because I can kill the mature. I maybe can't kill Barbaros, but I can kill the mature. And I'm, there's a game now. Yep. So, and uh, Barbaros gets game one. But so after this game, Dixon, what are you starting to think about tweaking with Apex for game two? Like, what are you thinking about changing? Uh, what are you like? Okay, this doesn't work, but that did work. Yeah, I was like, okay, so first I started playing uh, Apex against people and I was getting my shit pushed in, you know, it was bad, but I uh, I started noticing that the second version didn't piss me off as much. <laughs> and I was doing well, actually. Uh, I won at least one game uh, and I have a game that I, I was never able to finish against Legislaw where... Uh, you know, the second version was able to, to two-shot a mature, and that was actually pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, no, like, long story short, I was just like, all right, I guess I'm going to play against uh, Pete. I'm going to play the, uh, the the Beast version. And God almighty. Well, that's <laughs> what I was actually talking with Loki Bree about a couple days. Actually, the day we were going to record previously, uh, mm. that you you think that generally probably the power or at least the what you're going to i don't know what you're going to be able to do well with yeah i still so i am not dismissing the first one i think the first one is so skewed towards the damage that i think it's still gonna end up being the better choice i think it requires a level of execution that i just don't have right now it'll probably be like 20 games i think cooper 2 is more interesting is basically what i was talking to loki Bree about i was like it's more fun and it's yeah because i think you you definitely are like a combo player and and that version allows you to do it the other cooper one is powerful but it's more like okay i have to learn the tricks to jostle cooper to kill models you have to basically spend your entire turn around Cooper needs to take a shot and the, t- the shot needs to count. Yes. And it has to kill something or hurt something so bad it wishes it was dead. Yeah. So I think like assassinates obviously good with Cooper one uh, vendetta, right. you know, you can really get it down with Cooper one and then get your vendetta point with something that's, you know, not Cooper. Uh, actually cursed objects probably isn't bad with Cooper one just because, you know, you can get, uh, score your your cursed objects from afar so that's pretty good um so there's a there's a lot to it i mean i think you can definitely do a lot with apex but i don't think it's as straightforward as i thought it was so from just listening and reading uh cooper is an excellent second master but as a first master he's just you know you didn't enjoy too it. much <laughs> No, 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 no. He's too. I'm not talking about myself now. I'm talking about other people that I've read so far. It's like he is basically an all in kind of master. He has just set me up to succeed, and I'm just going to snipe something off the table. How would you compare Cooper with uh, like a Seamus? I think Seamus is better at it, which is hilarious to think about. Well, I think, I don't know. I'll, I'd have to think about that. I was going to say, I think that some of his pieces maybe have more utility but cooper does too so i'd have to compare that a little better i think that's true but uh yeah looking at game two so you decided like okay i gotta try the title see what that does see if it has legs so Mm -hmm. this one was wedge so that was scary probably for you and then well well, before before we continue i just remember i want to point out something this man fucking pete 
right now, Mr. Pete Kane, is damn good <laughs> at blocking line of sight to his models. He's I just try. good in a firefight. No, that, that was the shocking part. I was like, I can't believe that I have no line of sight to anything. So like you're just patient as hell. Well, and it depends obviously the crew that you're playing. So playing Nephilim, you can't just go straight forward because you just get shot to death and you know die. Uh, right. So when I play Nephilim specifically into something that has range damage, I always go, okay, I need to use the terrain to block, but I also need to make it where I tempt them enough to go get something. So you have to basically either use walks or use other actions just to get into position. And then once you commit to a side, I can then swing with, you know, the dirty, dirty Nephilim to go in mm. hard on stuff. Um, so that, okay. so with, against Cooper, that was always my general plan because I was like, make sure you limit guns as much as possible. Use, you know, outflanking tactics to go ahead and, you know, flank stuff. And I mean, I gave you a straight shot at the noxious Nephilim in this, in the second game, but in the second, game. but that wasn't the important thing. I was like the, the hard hitting stuff's coming around the flanks. You can shoot this, right. nef- this noxious Nephilim if you want. But that's yep. not what you need to worry about. Yep, yep. Oh, uh, and we're gonna talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just start start now with the second yeah. game because like the second game you did the bring it trick that I was like, oh crap, I forgot that you could do that. Yeah. So we did we, <laughs> we did wedge into guard the stash. So it was breakthrough vendetta, leave your mark, spread them out, and in your face, which I ended up taking in your face and breakthrough because this one I wasn't sure quite how Dixon was gonna play it, but it was wedge, so I knew I could get there quick to break through with pretty much any model. So I thought I thought breakthrough was pretty good for me. And I think I can't remember what you even took, Dixon. I'm trying to see, but I think, I think you, that's the did one you that t- I deleted. I think you took in your face. No, no. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't have it here. Damn, I'm so sorry. Hmm. I deleted this one. This is the one that I was so mad. That I was like, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about why here in a minute. So Dixon took oh, yeah. something that he doesn't remember, but. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I can tell you. Well, you got the models because I know the yes. models at the very least. So the models were the Huntmaster, Lord Cooper himself. You mm-hmm. did not bring your totems. Not a not a one. Which I didn't know you could in do. my practice games, the the totems were always in the way. And like I played one game before you where I played without the totems and I was happy. Now so when I played against you, I played without the totems. To be fair, I like your list here a lot. Like this is actually a good list, I think, because you brought the Huntmaster with Mr. Nagatoro. Artemis, mm-hmm. a sandworm, which I thought was beautiful, the night silk creeper, and then a Crypsis core with flush with cash. So yep. this one, obviously, you wanted to bring enough beasts to do dirty things. Uh, there's also a nasty combo with night silk creeper and Mr. Nagatoro, right. which is super dirty if you get caught with it. Yep. And I was trying to get you in that, and instead you're like, you recognize that you're like, no, 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 get out Well, that's because... Chris beat the bejesus out out of me with those neurotoxins where, and he did it with Nexus. So I already knew the night silk creaker, Mr. Nagatoro trigger or combo yep. where I was just like, Nope, not having this. This is, this is not going down. <laughs> no soul stone use extra damage. Fuck yeah. And that. you don't get, you don't get triggers either. Yeah. You get nothing. Uh, I also thought the sand, the sandworm was like, it, we'll see what happened early turns. Right. But it was good. Like that sandworm was cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, the sandworm. This is the saddest part is like the sandworm is two points less than Malosaurus Rex. So it ends up being one point less in the combo. Yeah. 
and he is cheaper than Nagatoro. So it gave literally it lined up everything perfectly to give Nagatoro all of the bonuses when targeting the Sandworm. And the Sandworm was still a beater. It was still three, four, five. Yeah, and this one I went a little more traditional. I went with Barbaros with the Hodgepodge effigy with once again the upgrade. Uh, right. I don't see any reason to not bring it ever with Barbaros and the effigy. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I brought um, I brought two mature Nephilims, so going in hard. Uh, brought a Noxious Nephilim, a Black Blood Shaman, and a young. Or sorry, it wasn't a young. It was a ta- it was a Terror Tot. It was a Terror Tot, but but like between the Terror Tot, the uh, the effigy and the the whatchamacallit, oh my god. Oh, Barbaros himself. I was gonna say the leader, but it's like, yeah, Barbaros himself. You have three targets, and I was just like, I need to kill these things. Yeah. Because I had a, a time limit for the effigy, but the other two needed to <laughs> die too. Well, yeah, and it's always like try to make it as hard to kill the effigy as possible. Basically, oh, yeah. basically I put Barbaros and a mature down on the bottom because you deployed us east to west. So I put those two on the bottom and then I put everything else just up on the top. And yep. there was a building up top that I kind of went around to try and block line of sight to all your range crap, which yes. isn't a lot, but you don't want to take damage coming in with as a Nephilim player. So right. you really want to make that as, you know, least likely to happen as possible. Uh, I Sorry, I don't think I mentioned it, but with the two mature Nephilims, I did bring Soldier for Hire because once again, that's just disgusting on the matures. Uh, their soldier for hire isn't a great upgrade, but it's superb on the matures. Yes, yes. And by the way, Loki Bree, I'm not blaspheming against <laughs> Malasaurus Rex. I love the model. Uh, for this specific combo, unfortunately, the uh, the Sandworm was better because it was literally a point cheaper than um, uh, Nagatoro. Nagatoro has a special has two special rules. He has bully. And plus one, something about the court, which is plus one to his actions whenever he's targeting a friendly model within six inches of him. And he extended to everybody in the crew. And if I do that with a Malasaurus Rex, I don't get bullied. And that's the problem. So I was literally the only reason why I went for one over the other. Yeah, I think if you don't bring Mr. Nagatoro, then obviously you bring the Malasaurus Rex. Um, right, exactly. But I think you were trying that. And to be fair... You'll see the Malasaurus Rex in game three. We, I swear we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, please. It doesn't exist. But uh, <laughs> uh, hmm, That's interesting. Do you think that Soldier for Hire is better than Inhuman Reflexes on Matures? Yeah. I, th- I think so. Because one, so hard too. to kill. Yeah, and that's then, a big one. Not only that, you're killing crap. And if you kill, like, if you kill high value stuff... You draw so many cards, and if you kill a master, whew, what do you draw like three cards in a soul stone? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. The the amount of value that you get for them having soldier for hire is insane. Well, think of your you get to draw cards, you get well, think of your crap, and... your crap totems, right? Like I could literally, mm-hmm. if I need a card and I'm in a pinch, I could literally just kill a totem. Uh, I right, hmm, you can yeah, just <laughs> and just draw a card, even though it's like nothing. Nothing like you don't want to waste that action to do it, but you just draw a card and it's like, cool. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah. So Dixon, you want to kind of explain how this one started to go down like turn one and stuff. Cause uh, it was interesting. So turn two, we, we, well, first also, it's also wedge. So we're like literally on top of each oh, other. staring at each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, but I, I didn't correctly. go down the middle, like literally 
nothing oh, no. was in the middle. Hell, no. Well, you didn't want me to wombo combo you with anything. You yeah. literally tried to like def- like split. You split the middle, and because you like we said, you deployed all in the top and all in the bottom. You block line the side up until you engage, and you engage literally to use bring it. Excuse me. So bring it. He used it on my spider, the creeper, and because he did that, he broke the combo that I was actually not expecting. Like I, I forgot that he had a, a lure type of ability. Yeah. I was like, oh crap. So once you did that, you just jumped on top of the uh, the creeper and eventually killed him. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, like I thought, okay, maybe I can come back from this. Nope. Like I did the one more combo to put you inside a pit trap, and then you one more combo me right back to kill my dog, the creeper, put some hurt on the on the uh, what you call the sandworm, and I was like, that's it, call. I'm calling it. There's yeah. no way to come back from Basically, this. Basically, I think by the end of turn three, because we actually called it really early because of what was happening, yeah. uh, the only creature you or only beast you probably would have left is part of the sandworm, and that would have died Heart. pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah. But basically, so just so people can understand what happened is I basically used the um, the noxious Nephilim to grow that terror tot and turn two it became a young so a young mature or sorry not a young mature a young nephilim if you haven't played against nephilim before or if you play against people but they don't bring young or grow them up young nephilim right. can get pretty nasty when they dig into something um i basically got to the point where the the, the mature killed the dog so this is all turn two so the mature flew in Fly with me, charge, two swings, kill the dog. So the dog's dead, turn two, pretty pretty easy. Yep. And then yep. Um, Barbaros was into your Night Silk, but you kind of moved that away. So then I had to start dealing with your um, with your Sandworm because you popped it up. But that was a pretty cool activation with the Sandworm. It actually like put out Stunned and Staggered and crap. And Yep. Uh, also, I put up the Hassel's Aura, which is the reason why I survived. Yep. Because I... The hassles or I made it so that you couldn't just like, you know, hit him completely. You're like, oh crap, I I gotta stay like at a certain distance and that's it. Yep. Yep. I think you were like a two health left at the end of uh, Barbaros activation or something like that. Uh, it was stupid. No, I, I we didn't actually get that far because we you're you're like, oh well, that's the game. I was like, oh, I didn't even activate Barbaros yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. oh that's right, and he heals one life, so he would have been a three life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. And the other mature started taking care of the night silk creeper. I ended up getting the young, uh, young Nephilim. I think I ended up charging Cooper. So that was starting to happen and you were starting to take ping damage from that. Uh, had some onslaught going on. The noxious Nephilim was just kind of sitting in the middle of the board, puking up corpses with the hodgepodge emissary about to pop out. And this just got bad quick, quick very very this escalated quickly brutal yeah the 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 best model that was in the crew was the sniper and even he was struggling to like do anything useful yeah like the problem is with how mobile the nephilim are uh hmm. it was just tough because i think you finally got a trap you know into the leaves combo set up but the dog was already dead and i could kind of you know probably push slightly out of it or charge slightly out of it to, you know, yep. still do damage to things, but it, it was it's still good. I hate that combo. Also the flying thing. I 
when I played this list, I did not play against uh, one of the one of the games that, that I played the the sniper to didn't have flying. When I play against Lehi Slab, we only like I said, we only play a couple of turns uh, before I had to like leave because my dad sure. he hurt his back. So the whatchamacallit, the flying thing makes it so that you don't actually cross. So you don't pass by the sniper. Yeah. And that was like I was like, oh come on. <laughs> like it just cuts down so much on him. Yeah, and because of the young uh, the young Nephilim, just how good they are because of all the corpses you can put out with some of these new models from the Madness of Malifo. I do yep. really think if you like playing uh, the brood, brood mother Nakima, I think you're going to like a lot of these changes. And honestly, if you like playing Barbaros, I've, like you were saying, the only difference is from Barbaros being a regular master is a couple hit points. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't bring him after playing these games if Assassinate's in the pool. Because right. if you do get unlucky, it's pretty easy for your opponent to score. But yep. a lot of other pools, man, you're fast enough. You hit hard. You have some tech now. Man, this felt really good playing this keyword. Yep, yep, yep. Also, um, you can overwhelm somebody with numbers now with Broodmother easier. Yes. Because you have, like, that many more sources of, of corpses. Yep. Uh, if I remember correctly, now there's, like, tem- temptably three uh, fairly cheap. Well, the Noxious is not cheap, but Athrog is only eight points, six points for the Shaman, and technically you can have two Shamans. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's just my take. I think I think that there is a player out there that loves playing Nekima that can actually do this. Yeah. So uh, Dixon couldn't take this game anymore. So I got oh, I yeah. got an eight zero because of the forfeit. I yeah. It also made me I was like, can we please just play like tournament style ish, where like we make three missions. And then we pick crews that will go into that mission from that point of uh, that faction. Oh, so that's kind of what you're saying is like picking like, so doing it like a normal thing and saying like, this is the th- three round event and then picking a master that can play all three of those decent. Yeah. Not only do, you, do we both get some good practice into it because, you know, eventually uh, after this Malifaux World Series, I'm going to start back to start playing the Vassal, right? Sure. And... Uh, I want to get some practice in, and I figure it's like, well, this we can do content. People may actually like that to understand how we think about like certain strategies. That way, we're not just forcing it in. Okay, there, so know? that way, so kind of, I think that's interesting because we can say these were the pools. Why did you pick that one master to play all three? Exactly. Okay. Or you can, or we can do what we were talking about, like pick two keywords, and and then we just you know mm-hmm. play the three missions. That'd be cool. Like, all right, I'm gonna be playing like say woe and nightmare. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, yeah. Because after playing two games of this matchup, I think Dixon and I both realized, uh, well, let me go. Because we did make a third pool, and I do want to share it just because and okay. share kind of like what we thought about it. I remember that I trolled, and I put like all of the models that were Apex, even if they would die. I was like, these models are going to die, but you know what? It's funny. <laughs> Okay, maybe I don't have it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think you don't have it anymore because I deleted it. <laughs> and, I deleted it. Anyways, this game, so so this game, I think it was Cursed Objects because I think I was like, all right, let's see what happens in the bloodbath. But I think I put, I did the meme list. I think I did two cavern with <laughs> two matures with Barbaros with the, and I had upgrades on all the, all the uh, Nephilim. So... Yep. Uh, and Dixon, you you did bring the Malasaurus Rex with the original Jinbakara, no totems, and some other oh, yeah. stuff. 
Oh yeah, like I was just gonna go super ham into like what's supposed to be, and I was like, I'm gonna play the the Mouseless record as best as possible because one, you don't ignore the terrifying, and two, I can keep them alive with flush with cash. <laughs> yeah. So why didn't you wanna? Because we, I kind of, there was, I could sense some reservation. I was like, you know, this one's already done two o. Do you need to see this game three? No. And I started singing, hell no. Hell no, no, Hell no. to the no, to the no, to the no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. No, I, I got, I did not realize that I was so angry for doing so badly. Because, like, it requires a level of execution that I, I'm just not You're not there yet. With. Oh, yeah. Good well, Lord. Like, and, it, it takes a lot of practice. Well, not only practice, but I think when you start playing a game, a handful of games with a keyword, you can kind of get a sense for it with your play style. So do you think this even fits your play style a little bit or no? No, I, I'm very bad with gun lines and this is not necessarily a gun line, but it's like, what the hell was that? I, I, I actually think that the title might be your, like something you could get on. No, no, nothing. No, no, it's nice. And I will gladly play it against a new player. But uh, yeah, no, I want to play, if I want to play a keyword that I enjoy thoroughly playing in the Mouseless Rex, I'm just going to go back to playing Faye. I think Loki Bree is is vaguely pointing out that the uh, the Mouseless Rex hearing all this bad news decided to uh, unlive itself. Boo, it's like I couldn't no. take it anymore. No, no. I've seen you do, I, I think, I think... The Malasaurus Rex, I don't know if it brings it back in this keyword as far as you personally as a player, but I know you love the Malasaurus Rex because you bring, bring it with Titania all the time. He's amazing. Whenever I have to play double masters, it's even better. I just don't understand why they decided to go because he's not busted with uh, with uh, Marcus. He's, oh. he's really good with Marcus. No, because like I, honestly, if they had gone Marcus, you know, Chimera Apex, sure. if they had gone Chimera Apex, that would have been awesome. Hmm. But I, they gave it to Faye, and I was like, "All right, I like to play Faye." So I do think Faye. Why not? I do think Faye <laughs> was a weird selection for it. It was because uh, it's not very tree looking, <laughs> and uh, no, not a lot of thorns. Oh no, that's not true. I guess it has some spiky stuff coming off it, but it, it definitely <laughs> like okay, Cooper's hunting it. It just seems like that would have been made sense to maybe they, I don't know, man, maybe they just didn't want to get Marcus make love. Uh, I don't know. I assume honestly is that they thought that the upgrades were too much. It was like, they're not, they're really good, but you know, it's, they're not OP. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's cool when you start seeing the upgrades on, it. I think it actually like it plays cool. And it's the reason why that dinosaur is not OP because it's not hard to kill. It's just, it's not it really, it's like yeah. you dump strong attacks into it. It's going to go down in like less than a turn. Yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, can I keep it alive? Hell yeah. I've done it before. And I upset people all the time because like yes. they charge it. And they're like, did you pass the terrified check? No. Are you going to cheat it? Yes. Well, and like, Scam. and like, Lo well, yeah. And like Loki Bree said, it's, you can't champion it with Titania. You can't put the little Correct. upgrade because it's an enforcer. Well, you can't do it for Titania 2, but Titania 1, he's, in my opinion, perfect because it plays into the same game plan yep. that I like to play, which is uh, Titania 2 plays with a lot of enforcers. Enforcers die. Cora, the Gora turns into one of them, and you just keep on trucking like you were doing before. Yep. Yeah, and I just, 
I really think probably Cooper two is where I would be more interested in. It's the same reason why I don't like Seamus. I mean, Seamus does some interesting things. Seamus one, and there's yes. a gun and you can shoot it twice. And it's like, okay, here's Cooper and he has a gun and he can shoot it twice. So this is the part that I don't understand. Cause I agree with you, but Seamus's gun hits harder. That's the first is thing. Is it really that much harder? By one, wow. just one. So it's four, six, eight instead of three, five, uh, seven. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is Seamus teleports. Yes, he does. Like, he can literally be in and out of combat however wherever he please. So it's balanced. You know, why the hell do you also have to make it so that Cooper can't? I understand the reasoning because they, they wanted to have it a theme, but at least buff him because <laughs> he's not good yeah, in combat. Well, the <laughs> one I've got your back and the other like pushes, it's like that can keep him out of combat, but it it's a step you got to take. Whereas Seamus can, if the setup's there, because I think all you need is a corpse and he can teleport pretty much, or does it just need, or is it just secret passage? I can't remember. He has secret passage. Okay. Yeah, yes. He, he has secret passage. He can disengage, which is silly to think about. He can be uh, teletransported by the totem. So like the totem can just like swap him out. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a normal model. Also, he's not insanely hard to kill, uh, but he's also not the easiest model to kill because of the terrifying 12 or 13 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Cooper is not the easiest to kill, but I mean, enough strong attacks, it's going to take him down that yeah yeah armor one defense six you think that that would be enough to keep him alive even longer but the fact that he can't leave combat that is basically it's like a death sentence well i know you didn't feel great about playing predator predatory predatory predators but i ended <laughs> up uh with the apex and uh i ended up feeling really good with uh barbaros and the nephilim return though that that yeah. is going to be something that I think a lot of outcast players can play and it's going yes, to feel sir. super good. And I didn't even drop Yannick. Yannick turns that crew into pretty fun times. How, how exactly? I, I really don't know this trick. Well, is so it because of there's a couple things with Yannick that really make her interesting specifically in this, uh, in Barbaros, but even in just Nephilim, but since mm -hmm. she's, you know, obviously outcast, you can't bring her with normal Nephilim. Okay. So, oops, that's not cards. Let me get the cards. There she is. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Cards. Yannick. Okay. So she does a couple of things that are really cool. The first thing is ingenuity. So you are kind of doing some discard stuff specifically mm -hmm. with the noxious Nephilim. So right. that turns that into really awesome. Cause then you're not discarding cards. You're just drawing. I see. Yep. So you're drawing two cards just right off the bat there. And uh, let's see her gunfighter, hard to kill, another hard to kill. She's a henchman. The biggest thing, though, especially with Nephilim, which uh, obviously I'm not great with, but I have used with her, is democratic elections. You can actually damage your Nephilim with that. And you can right. heal other models. So if something's really hurt, you can heal above the hard to kill mark for those matures with soldier for hire. You can, you know, do damage to somebody to do black blood. Uh, I see. You can enemy models in range with stun suffer one damage because she uh, has a crow to put stunned out. So that can help with some nasty things that you have problems with. And then also she can do consolidate power to push minions. And guess what? All those Nephilim are minions. And heal them. Yep. Just need a, need a four of ramps. Yep. 
that's pretty damn so good. She, I, she's I, not necessary, but she is good. Like she will help that crew yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's she's known uh, to be a very very strong model. I mean, we we've the thing is that usually I've only seen her be mentioned. In fact, we 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 were going to talk about this today. So when I don't know if you want me to mention it right now, the whole thing about yeah, good the 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 rules packet. Uh, Yana is a Swiss knife for Nephilim. Yes, yes, she is. Yeah, she's good. Uh, so recently, we just saw a package for the Malifaux World Series that is actually really freaking cool, and I love the idea of it. In the packet, though, we saw a whole bunch of models, and I, we were like, yes! And then we saw a couple, we were like, wait, what? Yeah. Two of them, in my opinion, one was Yannick, uh, and the other one was the Balahu Bucket. And I was like, but but why? And then I realized that the Yannick one was just a restriction. But apparently the Balahu Bucket has been doing some war crimes. And yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> so Yannick specifically with Von Schill, you can set up this stupid car draw engine with the engineers. So right. they only made it. Basically, you can't hire her if you include uh, either basically Von, either the Von Schills or if you include free core engineers. But besides that, so I would have been able to play her in the World Series because I brought her with that. Because drawing two cards and pinging damage feels like it fits with the crew and it's not overpowered. But it, right. if you've played her with like Engineers, which have a crap ton of discards, Von Schill, which has a crap ton of discards, it gets pretty nasty if you are able to really capitalize off of it. Yep. Also, because you, if I remember correctly, there's also triggers and stuff that just drops key marker randomly. Yeah. And I'm curious to hear, because I was actually talking with Logie Bree about this before you hopped on, Dixon. I, mm -hmm. I was like, I understand that. Oh no, Ogopogo is probably the thing that got this, got the bucket banned. Is that like, were those some of the bad, bad situations you were he hearing about the Ballyhoo bucket just doing to people in that high level? I, I think it's Oh no, Ogopogo. Yeah. I think it is because I did hear kidnapping a lot yeah. and how nasty it is. And well, it's over, it's over an eight inch displays. Oh, good lord! Yeah, like we talked about it when we were talking about our game with. Uh, you did it to uh, the peacekeeper. <laughs> I did it to the peacekeeper because it was like, wait, does that thing have a lint coat? He can't have a lint coat. Get over here, hey boy! Get over Just here. Just yoink them into the middle of my crew. Yeah, and and have my sweet way with him. Mm. Anyway, mostly. <laughs> but no, in in a in a very in a more serious way, uh, yeah. I I guess like I mentioned, some person. I am gonna say. Radic, probably. Why are you doing war crimes, Radic? What are you doing? <laughs> we we all know you in the Malifaux World Series community. You are the best player that plays Bayou for a reason. Stop kidnapping babies. <laughs> yeah, so I I think it would I think it has to do with that, and then probably like Auntie Mel and Uncle Bog and other people just beating the bejesus out of a kidnapped model. Personally, I would understand if they were to ban Uncle Bog. But I was telling Loki Bree that, but he, he Loki yeah. Bree's like, well, it's probably because he's on a fat base and he doesn't move very much. <laughs> that doesn't mean nothing. Like he's car cycling four carts per turn and moving things that are disgusting it, around the it's table. It's good. I don't think it's ban worthy. I mean, you can bring it in literally any list and feel pretty good. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's worse than what. Uh, what Louisa or John Watson does. But they're also banned. 
you literally just described two models that are banned. I, I don't think he does what the Iron Matron does. Yes, he does. Like, I don't know. Why are you trying to troll? Be what because I'm playing Bayou again and I want to play that model. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> fair, fair. I am a huge fan of Bog, so I shouldn't be uh, happy, you know. But as a Neverborn player and as an Explorers player, I am super happy that they're banning a whole bunch of models. Again, it's only for the Malifaux World Series. Nobody's going to be affected that plays yeah. the game in real so, people. Once again, I don't know. Did you list them all off? I didn't catch it if you did. No, no. Uh, so let's just go real quick because there's, there's a ban list and a restricted list. Yeah. And go, it's very short. Go ahead. Ban list. Both Damien. Yeah, F that, Perdita, F that guy. Yeah, Perdita 2, the Neverborn Hunter. Yeah, F, that, F that girl. Yeah, Baluhu Bucket. Ban. Get off the boat. I'm so sad about that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, Fraud Champ from the Arcanist. Ban. Yeah, and fuck suck. After... Oh, dude, good Lord Almighty. I'll, I'll talk about him later. <laughs> anyway, uh, Louisa, we talked about her. Ban. She didn't do anything. John She's just scheming. Oh, she, She's oh, scheming. She, she has had more war crimes put together than Ballyhoo yeah, she, Bucket. Don't, yeah. don't, don't you add me. Anyway, uh, John Watson, ban. And the Iron Matron, ban. These are ban, cannot be picked, period, end of story, in any game for the Malibu Full World Series. They have rules. That if a model in the ban list is there, you have to do certain other things. Uh, and then these models are restricted. These models are, and the restriction is right next to them. Koji from the Ten Thunders, he may not be higher in any list that also includes Shenlong or Shenlong the Teacher. So neither title from Shenlong, period. And the other one is Yannick cannot be in any list that has either Von Schill or Freakor Engineer. Yep. That's insane. Anyway, but yeah, Frotsham, by the way. We we soon would like actually be able to see it on one of our games because I've been talking to Pete about this because I'm gonna be playing Arcanist soon, and holy crap, I have not put them in. I mean, I have not made a list where Frostham didn't just slot right in there. It's that stupid. So what is he abusing? Is it the past tokens? Oh, three, four things. He pushes people around. He doubles up on conditions. He gives you a past token. And he can, uh, if I remember correctly, he he gives you extra cards as well. Okay. Also, he heals, so five things. He does five things that are just like incredibly useful. Yeah, I remember when we were talking, when we had the group on and we were doing the like a review of all the Madness stuff, uh, right. they specifically pointed out where it's like, yeah, that model is going to be a problem. Yeah, I did not realize that until I started making lists. And he is he's just enormously powerful. Like, holy crap. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you feel about this, though? So, how do you feel about restrictions playing some, uh, playing Malifaux? If you're, so let's do it this way. How do you feel about it playing Vassal online versus how you feel about that if it was real person? So, it's going to actually do something really cool. Uh, it's going to give everybody information of if this is going to be a fixing, uh, the game because, um, how can I say this in a, in a... Okay, so Maniacal Cackle. Remember when we talk about Balance Fold? Sure. This is basically an addendum to that. Yep. But it affects the Malfoy World Series. Also, this was taken by poll. So the uh, Malfoy World Series community was polled, and I believe it was something like 59% of the community... What's the general population of that? Uh, well, Are we talking about dozens, biggest... hundreds? Like, what are we talking about? No, no, it's like a hundred and something people. Okay. Yeah, 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 I don't know how many people were in the poll, though. 
but it, the Malfo World Series community, you know, for for the World Championship Which, and stuff. Which let's so just that, be honest, that's like about one hundred and fifty. Generally people. speaking, it's not that you can't be a bad player or a decent player, but right. generally speaking, a lot of really good players are in the Malfo World Series in Basel. Yeah, uh, it's really hard to not be a to be a new player and be in that in the in the World Series. It's really really hard. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll speak on the other side of that. Cause I was actually talking to Loki Bree about this too, which is one of the benefits of being a patron. If you like before we record, after we record in the middle of the show, sometimes we'll just talk to, uh, whichever three patrons hop on the recording. But I was talking to him about it where I understand. And I, especially at that level, because I can imagine some of the things that they do are, is just so disgusting and makes you feel like you need a shower afterwards. Oh, Lord. But <laughs> I was talking to Loki Bree about it where I was like, you know, I understand that. But imagine because there was actually in the Bayou in the Play Weird Discord, there was a Bayou player talking about like, OK, I want to start playing Bayou. What's something good to pick up? And I actually think it was Clay who was like, hey, yeah, the Clampets just came out. You would just pick up three boxes and you got the Clampets and you could play that. Imagine yeah. how bad that would feel if he or she, whoever buys it, goes into that game store with like a painted crew, clamp it's ready to go. I'm going to play the Ballyhoo bucket and is like, sorry, man, can't play it. Can't, yeah, can't no, play it, man, sorry. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's the main reason why like Balance Foe shouldn't be every game. Uh, this shouldn't be every tournament in real life. Yeah. I I appreciate it and I want it just so that we can see the, the sure. you know, it's like, let's see if this actually is something good. Uh, but you know, it's not going to affect a lot of players. Thankfully, the Malifaux World Series is not going to affect a lot of players banning these models. So, <laughs> I uh, so it's funny though, and people will see this when the game I played with Maeve comes out because uh, Maeve played the uh, Clampets but didn't bring Ballyhoo Bucket mainly because uh, you know, you can put an upgrade on the model to get armor piercing and also leadline coat's a thing, so you can't, right. you can't kidnap the important stuff with a leadline coat. Um, right. But people will see that, too. It kind of changes the way you play because just because these were banned doesn't mean that actually some of them I think needed to be. But there oh, some, yeah. some of these there are counters to them, but uh, and you can play against them, but they're just really efficient. They're just really good. Like Louisa and John Watson are super efficient, lots of actions, lots of you know value out of their actions you know, coincidental stuff that just happens where it's like just nice. Uh, the, yep. the Iron Matron, yeah, can be a little dirty. I definitely agree with that. Uh, I'll take your word on Harrison. And then obviously da Damien's just, you know, wrecking people's feelings right now, just not even caring. Yep. Yep. Actually, uh, Harrison, the Frosham, I think the only reason why he's banned is because he just makes it too easy to just get the last activation. Yeah. Which is big, yeah, right? You get to alpha. Yeah, you get to alpha pretty much with every single keyword. So he literally is overused. He's like, I can, I honest, and I wish I was exaggerating, but he was literally on 100% of my list until I force it, force myself to just like, okay, just remove him on every single list and just start doing something else because this is killing my my creativity. I do. I do like that. And if you, I'm sure they have it posted on the uh, Vassal Discord and stuff too yeah. in the Malfo World Series. But they literally have a section called How Dare You? And it's like, we did not take this lightly. The community had a poll 
and yep. series sponsored solution balance issues. And the vote intervention was a result of 59% in favor and 41 against there you democracy go. in action, folks. Democracy in action. I, gotta love it. Yeah, I agree with you, though. Um, I, <laughs> I just I think that it's something to think about. And if you I would say especially because I've heard a couple of communities talk to me about this. Because there's a couple areas where I, I talk with a lot. Specifically, I talk with a lot of Texas dudes. And uh, they were saying, I think it was in Houston, there was a bunch of people who were feeling a little, I wouldn't say ticked off, but they were really frustrated with Perdita. They were you know, frustrated with Damien. They were frustrated with you know some of this overpowered stuff coming out. And that's when I was like, yeah, you guys totally sounds like you should do this balance foe stuff. I just want to point out, Shout out to our boy, Nick Dove, Nick Westbrook, just making, you know, we, we talk about the Geneva convention, you know, all the time, but Nick Westbrook just took a dump on their, on their chest. It's just like the best. The man took Perdita to the heights <laughs> and made everybody want to nerf him to the ground. <laughs> and I think, I mean, he played her really well. Then other people that really like her picked her up and played her. Okay. I played her. Oh, yeah. I played her once, and I I played it wrong. And once mm -hmm. I figured out, because I was like, Nick, how do you keep this stuff alive? He's like, yep. Yeah, the mage doesn't have to heal the model that discards; it can heal any model within six. I was like, Oh, this is like unkillable. Never mind. I see what's yep. going on, and I didn't. I haven't yep. played it since. And the saddest thing is, is that it's almost like set in stone what you play. Yeah, I didn't play the the mage, and, and literally exactly the same thing that you said happened to me. But imagine that without the mage, because yeah. I'm assuming that you had the mage, yep, right? Sure did. Yeah. And I just, I just, for some ungodly reason, it didn't click. I was like, oh, the <laughs> mage is the reason to, why the list is disgusting. To be fair, I think you have come to appreciate how stupid the mage is the more you've yes. played against it. You're like... The more I played against you. Yes. Yeah. Because, well, <laughs> yeah, you tried to kill it and it had a lead line code on it. You're like, oh... Well, this doesn't work. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Minimum damage two. Oh, you mean zero, right? And then, oh, you uh, you did a trigger. Yes, discard a card, or you don't get a trigger. Yeah, I'm like, if I discard a card, you heal, right? Yep. Yes. Feels good. <laughs> Feels it good. does not feel good. Feel it. Also, if I remember correctly, the Lightline Code has a tr not a trigger, but an ability that if you don't move, you get like three shielded. Uh, I think it's disgusting. two. I think it's two. I don't think it's three, but yeah. Still, I gotta look it up because it was just gross. Whenever I was looking at it, I was like, "Oh my god, he could just stay still yep. and just be unkillable." That's right, pretty much. Uh, Unless you have like irreducible or something stupid. This is BS. Yep. So I'd say just kind of, well, exactly what they did, where it's like, okay, let's see where our players are. That's what you want to do. Loki Bree talked about the same thing in Germany, saying like, "Hey, we discussed it and you know decided to do it this way." Uh, yep. If I was running, you know, locals, which I'm not right now, but I have in the past, that's kind of right. what I would get a vibe of. Uh, and generally speaking, unless it's a bigger tournament, I think most people play pretty, you know, civil as far as bringing disgusting stuff. Um, right. If I was running the Atlanta group, I would probably, because the Atlanta group's a little bigger and they tend to play some of the busted stuff. So I might regulate it there if I'm starting to get some feel bads. Basically, if you have something wreck more than one or two tournaments where it's just people are not having fun against it, you might want to think about being like, and we'll go ahead and do some balance, though. 
Let's just yeah, let's just tone it down because we're kind of killing all the new players. Yeah, it, well, it, it's not even the new players. I mean, if I kept playing against Damien in all these events, I'd get pissed, man. I'd be so mad. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I freaking uh, Lokibri again with a great take. Iron Matron is a little dirty. She's a fast model with shielding that can that can get pushed over half over the table, and then have an ability to. So yeah, like it. She has a baked in suit, and it's a good suit. If I remember correctly, yeah. it's like yeah. pass over people and do damage yep. because why not? Yep. Uh, also, the fact that that you can do that with any model, but the fact that she has a great sword—that's like the disgusting thing that we found out when we were playing against each other. Turns out, great swords are really good when you don't move. Exactly right. Also, when you're the last activation, because why not? Yeah, I found that out playing Lady J. I was like, oh man, Leap is so good with a great sword. Yep. Oh, yeah. Leap in, uh, sudden strike, just a random hit. Yep. Why not? <laughs> yeah, so definitely check that out with your group. See what you feel like doing with that. I think it's good to mix it up. And if you feel like things are getting too powerful, definitely ask your group about it and and just be like, hey, what do you guys think about doing this for our next tournament? And like I said, sometimes when you add more restrictions, it actually opens people up to be more creative where it's like, okay, I can't take the busted thing, so yes. let me try this master or this model or that. Yep, that was literally you just said the reason why I had to start taking Frostheim out of my list because it was killing my creativity. Yeah, it's. A, I was like, all right, what what can I alpha win mm -hmm. that does like a heinous amount of damage, and I'm just gonna put in Frostheim just so I get the last activation. Yeah, it's the same reason why I, as a as an outcast player, I haven't brought Yannick in like forever because I'm like, I know what this does. It's kind of a crutch and, you know, you got to figure down the line, it'll get nerfed anyway. So why have it as a crutch? And then two, right. if you play in those big national terms, so if you go to like, you know, Gen Con, or if you go to, you know, uh, the Houston GT, or you go to the one in Richmond or whatever, then bring the dirty stuff out when it's, when you feel like it's appropriate. Like if I, that was like when I played against, uh, I played Cody back in whatever random tournament, but you know, I know Cody's a good player. So I'm like, I can't bring a half, you know, crap list and expect right. to do well against Cody. So I brought Hoffman 2 with all the pain. Obviously, I didn't have Mei Feng because I was playing Guild, but still. Ain't not that line code on him. Yeah, and I put it in there because, yeah, he was going to use Candy to kidnap Hoffman with his own attack. And I ended up winning the game because I brought the good stuff against a really good opponent. I'm not good enough to beat Cody with a crap list. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you did a, a mix of both. You overcame like a whole bunch of limitations with both the models and your own like creativity. Yeah, yeah. But the other game I played, I mean, I think I played, I think it was Lady J, and it was kind of a weird list. So it was it wasn't something like crazy. It was just like kind of a weird list that I had fun with, and I won the game with it. But it was it was still fun because it was a random list I just wanted to try. But yeah, like, I don't know. How do you want to do the next list? Do you want to do you want to put it to the community to see if they can come up with three missions or something? Yeah, so I think what we'll do... Actually, I think that's a kind of a good idea. I think we can... We'll come up with the three pools off, off the bat. And then we will pick two masters and say, okay, these are the two I'm picking for this three-game series. And then that way we know when we pick game one those are our two choices because i think it'll be actually interesting to them be like you know there might be a master where it's like ooh, i can't pick this model or that you know master in this pool because it could be really bad yeah i mean at that point heck we can play whatever faction 
period. We're taking it to the next level. Next level three game yeah. series. But I think I think it's actually gonna be very interesting because of that. Because I just started memeing sometimes. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna try out all the models that I, nobody would ever pick, you know? Well and, I th- and I think say screw it. Yeah, I think do but doing this, I wanna I actually think this will be cool because it's almost us testing out our like two master you know, theory kind of like, Hey, what if we did a tournament and you could only bring two masters just like old war machine days, Dixon. Yeah. I, okay. Fair. I did get it. I did get that idea from war machine, but in its defense, it worked. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think it'll be fun for us to test this out and be like, okay, how did we feel with two masters? And if we feel maybe it wasn't enough, maybe then try three. So I think this could be cool. I think that limitation, just two keywords, limitation is enough. You don't have to. I do. Say, oh, I do well, think you're right, but I'm being. Yeah, you, you I'm being open. Bring, yeah, because the main reason why I say that is like one, it's better for newer players. Period. In a story, there's a, a less big pool, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can make big events where, like, yeah, you can have you know one master for every single mission and do, and you can force it on players, you know, quote unquote, so that they have their iron Scorpius or whatever you call it. And yeah, that's just my take. My take is maybe we should try it out, you know, put our money where our mouth is, yeah. see if people like it, and then do that. I hate bands. I'm sorry. I, I hate putting that much thought into it. I don't, well, I don't hate bands, but my goal is to make it better for newer players. And unfortunately, bands just put that extra, you know, it rewards people that know the level. meta and know the models. Yeah, and it's stupid. Like, I honestly, it's stupid that it, it is a negative play experience for newer players. But it is, it is what it is. Like, yeah. you cannot ignore it just because I personally feel that a, that a ban is good. Yeah, it's and it's okay. Like I said, it's kind of one of those things that <laughs> Logie Bree's like, I'm sorry, I brought it up, but <laughs> I, uh, I think once again, it's one of those things where I'm more okay with the bigger tournaments. Uh, just small stuff. I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. Just let people play what they want to play. I hate bands. Um, yeah. But I I do, th- I think we'll start off with two and then we'll kind of, if we think we need to maybe on the next series, add another one in there, we will. Mm. But p- coming yeah. from War Machine, I think we're both okay with two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the reason why I said that it's again, because I saw it work, why wouldn't it work for powerful, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, also the band thing, personally, again, I'm with you. Uh, Lokenbri, I'm okay with bands. I play Legends of Runeterra, which is a in the tournament play. You play, you know, three. Yeah, decks, I did the same thing with and you uh, ban one of Heroes them. of the Storm. Did the same thing. Correct. So because of that, I'm completely fine with it. But I just it, I know for a fact that it's not good for uh, newer players, yeah. and I want more newer players. Now that we are past the pandemic, uh, to a, a very safe level, basically. I want to start seeing more events and I want to start seeing more newer players learn about the game. And for that to happen, we need to be more friendly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, to, and I don't mean that in a cynical way. I mean that I like, yeah, like I know that our community is friendly. It's just that we need to be aware now that there are people that don't know what a flip plus two is. And I think yeah. a lot of this is like, cause when you, if you haven't played war machine before, when you would do tournaments, you bring two master or, you know, uh, warlocks or you know warcasters you bring two that either pair yeah. well or maybe they answer a meta you know question or you know sometimes i would do this is my competitive 
Warcaster. This is my fluffy Warcaster. So if I go against a newer player, I can play the more fun version. And if I go against, you know, competitive players, I play the more competitive one. Gotcha, gotcha. My my take usually when I was playing in those types of events, which for for Malifaux is going to work out, is okay. What were the 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 objectives? And I was like, these two can actually play the objective well. Uh, this one plays well against lists that are designed for this. This one plays well for the other one. And and that was the idea. The idea was like, do well on the on the objectives, you know, and be able to counter whatever they throw at me. Yeah, it worked. I won a couple of local events. Yeah. And to answer your question, Loki Bree, about us doing it for the three game series. Uh, honestly, I don't know if I would for this for the three game series, just because I kind of want to see the dirty stuff a little bit because Dixon and I just kind of punching each other. So and that way, if I get, you know, if it is dirty, I can get mad about it and it makes good, you know, video and, and podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're the rage quit wire. Yeah, we're, we're not know. the stay calm and be logical wire. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, Dixon, anything else, my friend? I think uh, this one's going to be a shorter one, which is always good for editing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, to anybody, I am looking forward to hearing in the comments how I messed up uh, really badly with, with Cooper. <laughs> you were so dejected with Cooper. You couldn't play the third game. Good God, I'm so bad at this game. <laughs> well, there's sometimes it was the same thing with, you know, when we were playing the journalist and the story crap where yep. it's like, we can see what this does. Is it something I want to force myself to play another, the rest of the game with? And I think yes. everybody's been there where you try something out and you're just like, this just ain't it. Like this is, this isn't it. That's when I started thinking about our, our other options. And I was like, all right, so we're going to play the next one. And then after that, I should have something in mind to tell you. And I, I think I mentioned it to Nick, and I didn't get a, a respond from him, but I was like, I was good sure. Idea. I was like, oh, no, it's a good idea. A, yeah, this is and it lets, us pra- lets us practice it to see how it feels when you restrict uh, into like a, a you know, a, a three round event. Correct. And see if, like if it works or if it feels, you know, because bad or good. I will say this about War Machine mm-hmm. during certain points of the uh, versions of, of War Machine and Hordes. There were some lists that if you saw your opponent have that as one of their options, you knew you were probably going to lose to it. (laughs) Yeah, you were like, okay, I need to have this one right here, and then this is what's going to happen, period, end of story. Like, if you didn't have a way to deal with, like, Karchev and, like, his Jack spam, it's like, I'm going to lose this. Yeah, I was a troll blood player to Loki Bree for, like, our year of Trolls Mark II. But uh, a mercenary for like three. <laughs> I also fell in love with trolls. I did Kador for a little bit, but I really hit my stride with the uh, mm. circle of Orb or circle of Orbros. Is that what they were called? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle. I mean, the bane of my dude Bradigus was my boy. Yeah, the bane of my assistance was circle because of a mix between Bradigus and uh, Jesus Christ. I'm trying to remember, but it was like a, a werewolf guy. Yeah, it's Chromac. Uh, Chromac, Chromac two specifically, if I remember correctly. Uh, so the guy that could—it depends—the guy that could uh, just like change, shape shift, and change into the wolf form and human form. That was yeah. one which he was pretty busted in two. Yep, that one with double axis. But no, that, it wasn't him. It was, it the, was other the big guy. guy, just the straight up big dude. Yeah, yeah, it, him or Vanna, 
and Bradigus. All three. Also, Wormwood was, Wormwood was pretty dirty too. Uh, and there was nobody in my meta that played him. Good, because it felt bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I played uh, as Mercs. I played. Of course, you played Mercs. You're such a snowflake. I played two, uh, two of the dwarves. Um, back when the giant abomination of the colossal, I ha- I have Mister Krabs. Mm. Uh, I played the Galleon on crack cocaine. I call him Big Mo because of the USS Missouri. Sure. And if you ever see pictures of a USS Missouri class uh, galleon for War Machine on the internet, that was me. Nice. I, I, I well, I didn't make them. I uh, paid a gentleman from, I believe it was Iowa. I'm not entirely sure where. Uh, and it was like literally, I, I worth every dollar. It was so beautiful when it came out. If you ever see pictures of it, yeah. What, what's going on? No, I'm just trying to think in my head now. So I think. This episode, I think, is going to be 197. So we have three episodes after this to the 200th episode giveaway extravaganza. Oh, my God, you're right. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I don't know what we're doing yet for that, but it's going to be something crazy. I might might paint Dixon like one of my French girls. No, or, or, Billy, why? Or like one of my minis and do like the cross eyes. Oh my god, dude! I oh my god, I, I gotta get better at like painting again. By God, because my brother might actually get into the game in real life That's sweet. without my models. Like I'm talking about not using my models, but like using other people, uh, his own models. There you go. And I'm excited about that. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap that up there, and I think until next time, make sure you guys are flipping cards, flipping tables, and we'll see y'all later.